This is Find Your Dream Job, the podcast that helps you get hired, have the career you want, and make a difference in life. I'm your host, Mac Pritchard. I'm also the founder of MaxList. It's a job board in the Pacific Northwest that helps you find a fulfilling career. Every Wednesday, I talk to a different expert about the tools you need to get the work you want. Find Your Dream Job is brought to you by Top Resume. Top Resume has helped more than 400,000 professionals land more interviews and get hired faster. Get a free review of your resume today. Go to maxlist.org slash topresume. Our guest today is a recruiter who has read thousands of resumes. And he says there are simple steps you can take to stand out in a tall stack of applications. Derek Murphy-Johnson is here to talk about resume hacks that impress human resource directors. He's in charge of talent attraction at Kinder Care Education. It's the largest child care provider in the United States. Derek joins us from Portland, Oregon. Well, let's get started with a really basic question, maybe the ultimate hack, uh, Derek, about resumes. Why shouldn't you send the same resume to every employer? You shouldn't send the same resume to every employer because you want to tailor your resume for specific keywords uh, for the position that you want to apply to or that you are applying to. Um, uh, I think we have all heard that resumes are reviewed by recruiters uh, just briefly. And by briefly, uh, I'm talking under 10 seconds, a recruiter will take a look at your resume and scan it. And so uh, when you're when they're scanning your resume, they're going to look for normal things that everybody does, uh, uh, company that you work for, job title, tenure, things like that. But they're also looking for specific keywords that the hiring managers mentioned um, that was important for the position in the intake session or that is in the job description. So um, you should have one standard resume that you have. And then as you're applying to a position, take a look at uh, the role and then go through. And I always recommend people to uh, make a list of the positions that they apply for and then the key skills that um, they noticed that they um, found interesting or um, more applied to their position. Uh, and then incorporate those uh, keywords into your resume to make it really stand out. I'm glad you're specific about finding those keywords, focusing in on those skills, because sometimes when people hear customize my resume, they think, oh my gosh, it's going to take forever. But it's not all that much work, is it? No, it's not. Really, it, it shouldn't take you more than 10, 15 minutes to go through and read the job and then go through your resume and customize and optimize it for the resume uh, reviewer, if that's the recruiter or the hiring manager. And why does such a small change like that make a difference to recruiters like you? Because uh, when recruiters are reviewing resumes, they are um, sometimes reviewing up to hundreds of, of resumes. And um, what I like to tell candidates is your resume is not a true representation of everything about your professional experience. Um, what you should have on your resume is enough information to um, pique the, re the recruiter's interest. I always tell people, think of it as a teaser or a commercial um, because you're using those keywords to kind of be like a movie trailer coming soon. So think of that as like a, a really um, short commercial that you're trying to get somebody interested and excited about you. So when they are going through and they're reviewing resumes that have some of the um, similar keywords in the job description, Maybe you've taken some of the language that the organization uses and in, uh, incorporated that into your resume. So when the recruiters see that, that uh, triggers in their brain, like, okay, this individual 
understands the complexity of the position and our organization at a high level. Uh, so that really can make you stand out between somebody that just has their standard resume that they use for um, to apply for positions across the board. By having a really tailored resume, it really makes you stand out in the crowd. Let's talk about some of the ways that applicants can stand out, Derek. And let's turn to some of your favorite resume hacks. Uh, one that you recommend is using a second page. How does this help a recruiter uh, who sees a resume with two pages? I would say that when you're writing your resume, your resume should be um, between um, one and two pages. There's a myth out there that resumes have to be on one page. That is absolutely not true. Your resume does not be, have to be on one page. Um, when you're writing your resume, try to include 10 to 15 years of experience. And um, when you have, um, uh, when you're writing your resume, you want to keep your resume um, to a comprehensive overview and showing your development, development and your accomplishments. So if you're just starting out in your career and your resume fits on one page, that's okay. Um, but if you go into two pages, I just want people out there to know that is 100% okay. Take your time uh, when you're writing your resume. And when you're writing your resume and you're formatting it, when you're putting the information in for your positions, um, keep it to five bullets, keep your experience concise, but also this is a way for you to showcase your transferable skills, your education. So brag about yourself. Don't worry about keeping everything on one page and eliminating any additional information that could potentially move you forward to that next um, round, which would be talking to the hiring manager or having the hiring manager at least see your resume. I'm glad that you're giving applicants permission uh, to to use that second page. Are there ever instances, Derek, when somebody shouldn't do that, perhaps at the start of their career? Yeah. If you are at the start of your career, you shouldn't feel compelled to put too much information on your resume as well. Again, the, the, um, the game with resumes is keeping it simple. Read your resume um, off to yourself out loud. And if you're reading it and you're reading it out loud and it doesn't flow off the tongue, or if it sounds like it's too many words, chances are it is. Go back through and edit it. Um, but if you're just starting out with your career, it is 100% okay just to have a one-page resume. If you don't have any experience, um, then I would recommend flipping your resume. A lot of the times, uh, your education's at the bottom of the resume if you have uh, work experience. But if you're just starting out and you don't have any work experience and you're applying for positions in your field, put your education up at the top. Um, and then list out your um, uh, either clubs or associations or student activities that you were involved in when you were in school. Why do recruiters care about clubs and recreational activities and other interests, uh, particularly when you're just coming out of a university? It gives an idea of what the um, individual's interest and what they are uh, um, passionate about. Um, you know, if you, I... I joke with some of my friends because um, uh, I know a lot of people that went into school for psychology and are now in HR. And now there's all these people that have HR degrees. Um, back in the day, there really wasn't um, a, an HR degree. And so a lot of the people in the profession had a degree in psychology and they were applying for HR positions. And so um, uh, for an example like that, if you have a degree that isn't related to your position, that you're applying for, 
had those clubs in there, if you were the uh, recruiter of the, um, uh, uh, I don't know, the sports club, uh, put that on there and list out your responsibilities. Be proud of what you did when you were in school, because not only does it show what you're passionate about, but it also shows that you're a team player, that you contributed to something um, outside of your schoolwork, uh, and that you have that uh, additional um uh, I always say go get them or that drive that um, compels you to want to do something more and something that just uh, for somebody that doesn't have any experience on the resume, something that really stands out to recruiters is that drive and wanting to continue to do more and build on the knowledge that they learned in school by applying it to clubs or associations. What about applicants who are mid-career, Derek, or even farther along in their career? Do recruiters want to hear about uh, the hobbies or interests of, of those uh, kinds of people as well? You know, I would say that it would depend on your industry. Um, for us working at kinder care, being a child care industry, um, I love it when um, seeing resumes for financial analysts or uh, executive level positions uh, where they have that they are a part of a, um, uh, a youth soccer coach or uh, they uh, were a den master or something involving kids. Uh, they may be um, foster parents. So something that relates either to the industry or the company specifically, uh, again, goes to show that you have a passion for either the industry or the company that you're going to be working for. At the end of the day, we're all uh, working because we need to provide. And um, it's that that uh, one thing in life that you have to work. And there's nothing saying that you should work somewhere that you're not passionate about the industry or love what you do. And so just when recruiters see that, that that's a really selling factor uh, to a recruiter that you want to work in uh, an industry or a profession of something that you love. So it's not just for somebody starting off in their career, but it's for, for everyone from mid-level to professional to executive level uh, or student level. Well, this is terrific, Derek. I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, Derek Murphy-Johnson will continue to share his advice on resume hacks that impress HR directors. Before you hack your resume, you need to get the fundamentals right. Find out if your resume is ready for prime time. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. The experts at Top Resume will review your resume for free. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. You'll find out what works and doesn't work. And if you don't want to redo your resume yourself, you can hire Top Resume to do it for you. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. Now, let's get back to the show. We're back in the MaxList studio. I'm talking with Derek Murphy-Johnson. He's in charge of talent attraction at KinderCare Education. It's the largest child care provider in the United States. And he joins us from Portland, Oregon. Now, Derek, before the break, we were talking about resume hacks that impress uh, HR experts like you. Uh, one I know that is on your list uh, is to talk about measurable outcomes on your resume. Why is that important? So measurable outcomes or... Um I've heard other people use the term uh, action language or active language. Um, 
when you're writing your resume, um, it, I think it's a good idea to uh, take a look at the job description that you were um, most in, most recently in or um, the positions that you're working in. However, um, just because your resume may have a list of skills, that doesn't indicate what you actually did. So using words like, um, uh, I, uh, I led the uh, development work for X, Y, and Z, um, it, sh it shows what you've accomplished and it shows ownership in what you do. Um, I, I think the, the other thing is to be careful about buzzwords. So when I say action words, it's, it's what you did. So um, an example could be um, managed uh, busy front office. That doesn't tell me anything as a recruiter, what you did. That could be uh, you managing a team of people, or that was you managing a busy switchboard. So um, when you're writing the details of what you did, actually share what you did. Manage a busy office by, uh, uh, or worked in a busy office, managing a 15-line switchboard and managed the calendar for six uh, executives, including Outlook, expenses, et cetera. That gives a little bit more insight for the recruiter when they're scanning your resume of what you actually did versus what the outcome of your job should be. It's interesting. So talk about the not only the what, what you did, but also how you did it, what was involved. Is that right? Correct. What about results? Uh, how do recruiters like you feel about seeing uh, quantifiable results, uh, uh, particularly numbers and resumes? Does that make a difference? A huge difference uh, by um, sharing that you increase lead generation by 30% or uh, cost savings by 20% by implementing X, Y, and Z. That actually shows not only what you did, but the actually impact for the organization. And depending on the level of position that you're applying to, uh, that really could make you jump off the page to the recruiter that's uh, reviewing your resume. It's interesting. So talk about the what, the how, and then uh, what actually happened. What, the impact. The impact. Thank you. Um, another resume hack that's on your list is to match your experience to the job that you want. What do you mean by this, Derek? So when you're writing a resume, um, you have a goal of the position that you want. So you may be a HR coordinator that wants an HR generalist position. Um, when you are writing your resume, showcase your skills. Um, a lot of people get hung up of, I can't get an HR generalist job because I don't, ha I don't have the experience as an HR generalist. Well, you may not have the uh, position that had held the title of HR generalist, but maybe the position that you were in held the skills that you were um, uh, that you want to move into. Um, so if you are in one of those positions where you're like, man, I've been a bookkeeper for five years and I see a position at my dream company for a financial analyst, don't let a title stop you. You are more than a job description. You're more than a job title. You're human uh, and you have skills in uh, the work that you do today that will also transfer into another position. And so if you're looking to move laterally or if you're looking to make that next step into a more senior level position, when you're writing your resume, uh, highlight those skills that, um, that you do in your position that 
is going to be in a line for that next role for you. What's the best way, Derek, to get clear about which skills to highlight uh, for the job that you're applying for? I think it would um, determine based on the position, but take a looking at, uh, like we've talked about, looking at those keywords, but really digging in. So if um, for a um, uh, HR generalist position, uh, say you're an HR coordinator, and uh, instead of just saying responded to incoming calls, you could write something like uh, work directly with um, the operations team to address, identify and address problems in a timely manner. Um, that is more of a somebody that takes charge and takes action versus a support position. And so in some organizations, HR coordinator to an HR journalist is a promotion position. So I would say that would be a way that you could take your current experience and the skills underlying the experience and uh, changing the language to show how those skills would translate over to a HR journalist role. Why does this matter to an HR director, uh, both showing the the skills that you have that are relevant to the job and, and tailoring it specifically for the position that you're applying for? Uh, because it shows where you've been and where you're going to go. Um, and it shows kind of the um, the work that you have gone throughout your career to get where you've been. Um, so the um, uh, experience allows you to show your development and your accomplishments uh, in your profession. And by having that uh, progression and showcasing those skills, Again, you may be in a position where you're going to be in a promotional role, but it just shows an easier transition. Instead of having somebody start at a, a more junior position that may not have uh, the job title or maybe not the experience that's listed on the job description, uh, but the skills and the career progression show that natural ability to move to that next level. Um, uh, for whatever work or industry that you're in. What about skills that you've developed outside the workplace that maybe you were didn't have the opportunity to show in your current position or past job? Do those skills matter to HR directors? And what's the best way to talk about them? I would say as long as they're skills that are related to the professional world. Um, I would say that uh, one of the resumes that stands out in my mind is um, they had their uh, normal chronological resume, and then on to this off to the side, they actually had an area where they had their um, technical skills and um, professional skills listed. And I remember this role that I was looking for. It was a uh, a niche position in a sales operations role where we were looking for specific Salesforce experience with. Um, uh, I can't even remember what programming language at the time. Um, but this individual looking at their resume, they had a really solid uh, developer background, but he didn't see anywhere in their work experience that they actually worked in Salesforce. Uh, but then I looked over on the side and I saw that they actually took it upon themselves to take a, a Salesforce course. Uh, I can't remember the the learning platform Salesforce has, but they went through one of the, the training programs and actually got certified and they had that listed out under their technical skills. So based off of the uh, their chronological resume, their experience and the skills that they highlighted there, uh, and then showing that they went on and did additional learning and training to get certified that didn't directly impact their day-to-day -day work, 
that actually helped them in this situation. So I would say um, if your skills are related to, to your work, um, call those out. If that's at the bottom where you're listing out your education, um, put those technical skills, those certifications, those continuing education programs down there. We've talked about hacks, steps you can take to improve your resume and catch the eye of a recruiter. Let's go to the dark side, Derek. Uh, what mistakes do you see people make on their resume that uh, that catch your eye and and that you you wish that uh, applicants didn't make? One basic one is having a professional email. Um, I can remember a very embarrassing time the first time I worked with a, a senior. Uh, executive. And I found a wonderful individual. I moved the resume forward. I did not pay attention to the resume. And let's just say their their resume, or, or I'm sorry, their email that they listed on their resume had a, had a rapper's name in it that was not for the workplace. Um, so just know that uh, your email that you use when you think only your applicant tracking system sees it or password or anything like that, know that sometimes Recruiters may see those depending on the systems they use. So keep those professional. Um, I think the other thing is um, paying a close eye on typos and then how you are formatting your resume. Uh, Nothing can be as jarring as being in a resume and reviewing it and then missing bullets or uh, font suddenly changes. Um, Nothing can 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 stop you at that point because it shows you don't have that eye for detail when it gets to that hiring manager level. You mentioned earlier the reading a resume out loud and listening uh, to as a way to help you decide whether you should go to a second page or not and uh, understand the flow of your document. It's also a great way to catch typos too, isn't it? A hundred percent. Absolutely. I do that on resumes. I do that on emails. Uh, I'm very grateful that I'm working from home now. <laughs> a lot of times people think I'm talking to somebody, but I'm just reading emails to myself. Yeah, the ear is a terrific uh, editor. Well, it has been a terrific conversation too, Derek. Now tell us what's next for you. Well, as the vaccine has become more readily available, I am excited to uh, work with our operations team and uh, get our schools and our centers ready to welcome our children and our families into our centers and and school programs again. So um, I'm very excited. And uh, personally, Portland has uh, lifted some of the dining bans. So I'm I'm excited to being able to start uh, seeing some of my favorite restaurants here in Portland in person. Well, it's that's great news that your centers are beginning to reopen. And uh, I know it'll be great when we can all go back to restaurants wherever we live. Now, Derek, I know people can learn more about you and the work you do by connecting with you on LinkedIn. And if they do, I encourage them, uh, listeners, to mention they heard you on this show. And you're also on Twitter, and your handle there is uh, 503Recruiter. Now, Derek, given all the terrific advice you've shared today, what's the one thing you want a listener to remember about resume hacks that impress HR directors? So I'm going a little off script. This is not something that I shared today, but it's something I'm passionate about. Uh, Bots do not reject your resume for keywords. Uh, They may filter them, but at the end of the day, a human being is looking at your resume before making that decision. So um, I just wanted to dispel uh, 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 
rumor and myth out there that there's applicant tracking systems that are are um, rejecting your resumes based on keywords. That's not true. Um, the best advice I can give anybody for their resumes, keep it simple. Keep the formatting simple. Keep it simple. You want it to be clear, easy to read, and being able to stand out of a crowd. Make sure you never miss an episode of Find Your Dream Job. Subscribe to our free podcast newsletter. You'll get information about our guests, free job search articles, and transcripts of every show. Go to maxlist.org slash show notes. Again, that's maxlist.org slash show notes. Next week, our guest will be Tristan Layfield. He's a career coach and resume writer who has helped hundreds of people. Sometimes the job you want is where you already work. How do you get promoted or move to a new position inside your organization? Tristan says you'll have the most success if you're clear about your goals, network internally, and document your accomplishments. Join us next week when Tristan Layfield and I talk about how to move up in your company. Until next time, thanks for letting us help you find your dream job. <music>